It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, at Steve NFL on Twitter. And, of course, follow the group, at UK Packers. And, as usual, I'm joined by my old buddy, my esteemed gentleman, pal. It's at IT Hedgehog. And it's Quick Snaps, Peter Jones. You doing it, Pete? I'm doing it, Steve. How are you? I, I'm, doing it. I'm, I'm good. I'm still doing it. I, just, I wondered for a moment who that esteemed gentleman was. But it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one is too modest. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you know what? I've been reading a lot of them, um, and I know we talked about it. We, you see, the stuff we talk about on pre-production, we could have another podcast called The Esteemed Gentleman, and we were talking about Arthur Conan Doyle, and I'm reading an awful lot of Arthur Conan Doyle, and I'm speaking in, in an Elizabethan kind of style, and I'm bringing it to work. Do you think we should do, like, a, a you know, have a, an, an Elizabethan week? And maybe do the whole podcast in um, Elizabethan rhetoric, or do you think that would alienate every single podcast listener? <laughs> it's, it, sounds, it sounds it sounds like a spiffing idea to me, Stephen. Go oh, tell you who, Pete. <laughs> um, well, oh, we've already begun. Uh, so yeah, look, I think we should definitely do a segment of what we're reading um, at the end. Yours is probably some sort of. You know, deep. You're probably writing your own book, to be fair. Um, otherwise, it's some really deep. Um, you know, Packers. I don't know. Is there is there anything you don't know about the Packers, Pete? I mean, is there any? You know, are you are you waiting for Cliff Crystal to bring his book out so that you can say, completed it, knew it. <laughs> well, it's it's like everything, and it's Steve. You don't know what you don't know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I was reading some of his stuff for the crack. Now, people have noticed that quick snaps. Is not very quick snappish uh, because the Niners game is far away. Um, so this is a podcast that we want to talk about. Um, I'm going to listen back and edit and I'll go, yeah, I actually think I started the sentiment there and I just went off to something else. And what I want to talk about is meetups. And then also you did some fantastic research today because we were chatting behind the scenes as always. Um, pantsless as always. And um yeah, we, we, I saw a comment on an article and it's one of those things that it's one of the tropes, Pete, isn't it, that flies around and everyone repeats it. And then I was, we were talking and I was like, Peter, is that true? And then you went ahead and you came up with some analysis and we'll break it down and see if we can disprove or prove. Because it wasn't an exercise where we were like, oh, that doesn't sound right. And then try to disprove it. You literally got all of the stats. You put it into a spreadsheet. You did some workings. And we're going to try to put it down in very audible, uh, sort of sexy fashion, right? First off, meetups. Birmingham is cancelled, right? It pains my heart. So they flexed it. Did they? Yeah. Did I say in the last podcast this was going to be a problem? Yeah. So that's what they did. They flexed it uh, till it, so the game is going to start at half one. So, in Steedy-like fashion, I went to find an alternative, and I did. So, the Ramada Hotel, or Ramada, Sutton Coldfield in Birmingham. I spoke with Louise there, and we agreed that a solution could potentially be to move it from O'Neill's to the Ramada, and to kind of utilize some sort of residence bar or late bar or whatever, which we had to pay for for the Super Bowl. Um, so, we hashed out a deal. The deal was uh, that we go to the club bar, 
that we could stay as long as we like. Uh, it could house probably 30-ish people. There was a big LCD screen there that we could utilise for the game. And also she was going to give us a deal on rooms, which is £70 per person. So if you're in a twin room, it's 35 quid each. It's not bad at all. Uh, that's bed and breakfast. But the problem was is that the residence bar could only be utilised up to 2am and then after you'd have to put the drinks in your room. Here was the problem. A lot of people going are from Birmingham. They're not going to stay at the hotel. So it would be a case that they'd say, I'll give you the money for a point. Can you go up and put it on your thing? And it, that gets messy. And then an awful lot of people then who bought tickets cancelled because they had work the next day. Um, so that kind of dwindled. And it's a very hard sell if you say to people, you have to stay in the hotel after half an hour when the game starts. Well, then you have to put it on your room. If you don't have a room, well, then you don't drink or you have to buy seven points at the start. It just gets really complex, convoluted. So I decided to knock it on the head. Everyone who paid for a ticket has now been refunded. And I ensured that nobody spent out massive money for hotels. Everybody that got back said that they had no other outlay at all, apart from me. So I went and booked the flights. And that's just Michael O'Leary. That's just in his arse pocket at this stage. So the next meetup, Dublin meetup, 8th of December. That's still on. That can't be flexed. So come on over to the Irish capital. The money that you would have spent on Birmingham, uh, buy a really cheap plane ticket, get your arse over to Dublin and come down and party with us. But anyway, Pete, that's all for the meetups and the boring stuff. And I'll put timestamps on the podcast so people can skip that lark. Now, the question, uh, and people are going to see it in the name of the podcast anyway. The question was, and it was on an article on Packers.com where the game had been flexed to primetime, Sunday Night Football. And a guy on the news article that said that it had been flexed said the following and, and spelt his name wrong. Aaron Rodgers plays the worst football in primetime away. I'm not happy. Now, that's a trope I've seen before, Pete, and you've definitely seen before, right? That Aaron yeah. Rodgers is crap in prime time. He never gets the job done. His numbers are trash. He never wins. Uh, this is rubbish. So the thing is, we've said about, and I say we, and I mean you, have said about uh, doing up a, a really nice spreadsheet that we're going to put in graphic and sort of, you know, very readable form uh, as to if it is or isn't true. Peter Jones. Aaron Rodgers is crap in prime time. State your case. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try, Stephen. Um, I'm sitting back like Graham Norton does, you know, on the show when he puts you in the red chair. So I'm sitting back now, Pete, like Sherlock Holmes <laughs> with my fingertips together, my eyes closed. State your case, Peter. And you're about to tip that chair, aren't you? Yeah, well, I have put on quite a great deal of weight, but that's not a hitter there, Peter. So what did you see? So, so like you say, we, we broke we broke down and, and looked at every single primetime game that, that Aaron Rodgers has, has played in. Um, and he started in 51 primetime games for the Packers. So there's quite a quite a body of work there. Yeah. So we're not we're not talking about a small a small sample um, as compared to 117, if you like, non primetime games that he's that he started in. And. Just looking at the basic the basic numbers, Stephen, things like yards passing per game, um, prime time averages two hundred and seventy three, nearly two hundred and seventy four across his career. Yeah. Non prime time two hundred and sixty eight. So the stats show more. So he passes for more yards in prime time than he does non prime time. He does indeed. Hmm. Um, things like um, touchdowns. Um, He's got 110 prime time, 244 non-prime time, which equates to 2.16 per game prime time, 
2.09 per game non-prime time. So again, slightly in favour of prime time games. Yeah, so something like that then. So we're talking five yards more passing per game. It's negligible, right? And then the the touchdowns per game, basically two. Again, pretty negligible. So what we're seeing is, is we're seeing that it's, there's he does there's no drop off as of yet. Let's say yeah, yeah. Okay. And then you look you look at things like on 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 the opposite side. You look at interceptions interceptions per game prime time 0.47 non prime time 0.49. So the difference is again the square root of nothing. Yeah. No 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 difference at all. And you know what's interesting too? 0.47 on a, on an interception is the same as one Jair Alexander interception, where it comes into the hands and falls out. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> that, that would be right. <laughs> That's a cheap dig. We should carry on. Um, and then I guess you know, similar similar type of pattern. I guess for you look at um, exceptional games in terms of yardage, 400 yard passing games. In, in prime time, he has one of those every every seven games. In non-prime time, every seven point six games. Yeah. So you know, difference is is not very much. One percent, yeah. So fourteen yeah. percent of the time in prime time, thirteen yeah. percent of the time yeah. in non-prime. So so yeah. what we've proved at the minute, even though it's negligible, he performs better in prime time stat-wise if you mean it out than he does in non-prime time. Yeah, and a similar thing, similar thing for 300 yard passing games, one every 2.43 games in prime time, one every just over three in non prime time. So, you know, not a lot of difference, but very slightly in favor actually of, of, of prime time. And I guess the one, the one big one that, that kind of jumped out at me, and it's quite a small sample. So, so games in which he's thrown for five or more touchdown passes. Mm. Um, because that's quite a, quite a, a huge number for a for a for a quarterback, and 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 Rogers has only done that five times in his career, and four of those have been in prime time games. Oh. Um, and he's he's thrown for for six twice, and both of both of those have come in prime time games. Um, there was that game against Chicago. He threw. I think he threw six in the first half if i'm not wrong yeah he did yeah he would average out a 12 for the game <laughs> so yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's it he should have quit at half time on yeah. that one um so I, th- I think you know everything that we're seeing um seems to pretty much put it in favor of very very slightly better in prime time but certainly not worse in prime time and and you know the difference i would say over that kind of size of sample is as the word that you've used is 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 negligible it pretty much pretty much says it doesn't matter whether it's prime time or non-prime time um you know that doesn't impact the way that he plays see this is um this is very important and, and an important stat for me um is certainly the five touchdown uh, pass passes per game the fact that he he's done it five times and four of them 80 percent that that sort of stands out to me, Pete, because that that's him stepping up and having a massive performance. Because, like, you did look at the wins and losses, which I'd like to jump into as well. Um, but that just shows a fantastic individual performance. Because I think passer rating is going to be important as well. Um, but the thing is, is saying someone shortchanged you by ten euro, or what actually happened was they gave you an extra twenty. That's not just a ten euro swing from oh you didn't actually shortchange me by a tenner. That's a thirty euro swing. You know what I mean? And that's the kind of thing yep. of like oh I'm not ten euro down and twenty euro up. And people kind of seem that as oh they bring it back to zero. That's pretty considerable. The fact that 
someone says that, oh, he's crap in prime time, when actually he's better. And it, it's more of a swing in that regard. So you also did up um, a fantastic list of every primetime game, whether they're wins or losses, but more importantly, what his yardage was and also what his passer rating was. Yeah. And this is interesting for me. What did you pull out of these details uh, when you did this? So, so I guess in particularly the the, the pass the passer rating, mm. and and this one's always a little bit subjective, but uh, but uh, but I, I just use a round number of um, you know hundred hundred or above. I kind of highlighted highlighted those those ones. Um, and one thing that jumped out to me when you highlight those, when you list the games in order, the fifty-one games, and then highlight the, the ratings, is they is they tend to to come in. Um, consecutive games or blocks mm. of games um so so he would have you know uh, you go back to you know 2008 2009 he would have a whole block of games where where his passer rating was in in say the 80s and 90s and then you know you get into 2010 2011 and we know that 2011 was you know that super 15 and one year probably the, his best single season but then you know the numbers absolutely you know there's one two three four five six consecutive prime time games there where he had a passer rating of over over a hundred yeah in fact in fact just looking at it now six consecutive over 116 you know includes you know 131 132 140 142 um you know and then and then he has a spell of the odd one here or there a group of games where it was under a hundred. In fact, one of those should be highlighted on there. And and then again, a whole, you know, a group of games again in 2014, 15, um, where he strung a group, you know, a group of hundred plus passer rating games together. And then again in 16, 2016 as well. So, so, you know, it, it, it very much looks like, um, Again, you know the message. The message is very much. It's very much the same in terms. Of, in terms of, you know, percentaging those out. No drop off in terms of hundred plus passer ratings. Yeah. But just interestingly, they keep. They seem to come in bunches. So, so what we can hope for. I mean, the the last game the Packers played in, you know, Sunday night prime time, the Kansas City game, he had a passer rating of one hundred and twenty nine. Yeah. So maybe that's the start of a bunch of four or five coming up together would be very be very nice yeah and it's weird that the wins and losses can be very as you said subjective you can kind of manipulate them like what we could do is is so what i see is, is i see an awful lot of losses say come in 2018 so there's four there um that were lost but again it's like the super bowls they're not a quarterback stat so the losses sort of yeah. um you know can lie and the thing is is when i filter by losses and i go through them you know, there's games there like against the Eagles, which was this year, and he passed for 422 yards, uh, you know, two touchdowns, and they lost the game, and they didn't lose it by a lot. They lost it by, what was it, um, a touchdown. Um, and then you look at the, there's one game there, which is the Fail Mary game that you've highlighted. Uh, that game ended 14-12. Um, again, his, his quarterback rating is nothing to be, you know, shouting about, but it's still 81.5, but again, we kind of, you know, you can nearly chalk that up to a win. There's another one here where he only passed for 27 yards, but he was knocked out of the game in the first quarter. That was against Lambo, uh, against Chicago Bears Lambo Field. Um, 
And then there's other games that they lost, but I mean, the, the, the amounts he's thrown for is crazy. 384, 316, 351, 343, 332. Quarterback ratings of 128, 115, 110. Like, he still has great numbers and you'd have to probably yeah. uh, look into it and sort of say like, you know, because some of these games are so close. They lost 20 to 17, 20 to 17, uh, you know, 27, 20. Like, it's just, it's so close as well. It, but again, they can be easily manipulated. Like what we were sort of talking about, Pete, you could eliminate maybe some of the losses at the start of his career in 2008, where you'd say, you know, maybe it got too big for him. You could maybe eliminate some of the games in 2018 when he didn't believe in Mike McCarthy and he was kind of, you know, you know, the whole team was a bit of a shamble. So if you do that and you start to sort of strip away some of those losses, you know, God knows what you'd end up with. But I think the bottom line, right, is that he's not worse in prime time. And if you look at the stats, pure stat-wise, he's performed, in fact, better. But it's not a good indicator that you could say, oh, it's a prime time game. You know, let me go down to the bookies and mark up the Packers yeah, for yeah. a win because it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly right. I mean, the difference is 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 so negligible that you would you would say that it's, that it's within the margin of error, if you like. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, I think we've definitively, well, you've definitively proved with these numbers that Aaron Rodgers is by no means worse in prime time. Um, and he basically, depending on how the game goes, really, and what they throw at him, he's not, it's not a factor that we can see that the game gets too big for him, is that the pressure gets too much for him. And, you know, you could splice it any which way, P, couldn't you, by trying to find what the away games were and see what yeah. the win losses and stuff there is. But bottom line, it's not as if it's sort of he's booking a trend to be worse in prime time. So I reckon it's like, what, what's that show, Mythbusters? Have we busted a myth? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And, and, and I think some, I think sometimes it, it, it's, it's, important, it's important to do that. Because before you know it, these myths kind of grow legs, don't they? And and yeah. what what starts off as one person's myth becomes everybody else's truth eventually, if you're not careful. Yeah, it's really funny that if you put it in enough articles or, or enough sort of big top journals, run with it without doing any research into it, it just becomes the narrative. The one recently that's really sort of ground me gears is the one about that we targeted Devontae Adams too much and was trying to force the ball to him um, in that game against the Chargers when, when we broke down the game and went through it. That wasn't the case at all. In fact, it looked like Devonte was actually bailing us out um, at times as opposed to actually hindering us. But again, that's one that's grown legs this season. People are just going to keep uh, repeating it. But hopefully now it's on record and we'll be able to release this as sort of a blog posting, maybe get some sexy graphics yeah. up there. Uh, <laughs> that anytime we see this or anytime you see it, you can say, well, hold on there now. And you can just sort of paste in the link to the podcast. Quick snaps, Pete. Uh, we got there in the end. We're at 18 minutes, so people got the twofer. People got a twofer. <laughs> oh, no. So, anyway, we have some exciting stuff lined up, don't we, for next week? We, we, we do indeed, but I wondered if we were previewing a game on Sunday. Previewing a game. Oh, why? what game it, do you want to preview? It, uh, <laughs> no, none in particular. The Browns? <laughs> <laughs> Who do we want to lose on Sunday? The Vikings. Whoever they're playing, hmm. it would be nice if they lost. And you came out with a nice tweet today. Do you want to explain to us how the seeding might work in the Packers' favour <laughs> if a certain thing happens, Pete? Yeah, so I was just, I was just looking at um, what would what happen. Basically, I started with what would happen if if the Packers won all six of their remaining games. Mm. Would that would that guarantee them the number one the number one seed in the playoffs? And um, it's uh, Basically, it, it would guarantee them the number one seed in the playoffs if the Seahawks lose one more game. Um, 
Oh, there's some complex tiebreakers tie in there, but it, but if 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 Seattle and Green Bay both win out, um, then they would both have exactly the same record, and the first three tiebreakers would also be be equal, um, and they would go to the fourth tiebreaker, which is strength of victory. So in essence, that's the that's the combined records of all teams that you've beaten. Yeah, which the Packers are ahead on at this stage, but but that will clearly change. You know, teams that we've already beaten, that Seattle have already beaten, their records will change in the next in the next few weeks. So there's no guarantee where that will end up. Um, so win all six games, very good chance of being the number one seed. You'd definitely be the number two seed. Um, and also, if the Packers won five out of six games, they will win the division, mm. even if that loss comes to Minnesota, because the Vikings have already lost two division games. Yeah. Um, so although the head-to-head would be one all at that point, um, that would be the only division loss that the Packers had. So they would win the division with with five wins out of six. Well, there you go. They have their marching orders. I hope you've sent this in a nicely worded email now to uh, Matt Lafleur, so that he's on the yeah, same just, page. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I just said, yeah, win all six, be done with it. <laughs> yeah, just you know, it'll save us the computations if you can just win out, please. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, well, there you go. And I guess the Niners have shown a weakness um, by dropping to the Seahawks. And this is the thing. Do you know what the painful thing is? And again, not to make quick snaps, long snaps, not to not to make this, you know, um, Huntler Bradley-ish, but I was on the radio and I do the ACA. They always force me to do this goddamn ACA, right? And I did it and I picked the Saints to beat the Falcons because the Saints had won six in a row. The Falcons had lost six in a row and the Falcons come out and beat the Saints. But I did say you can make your betting. 10 to 1 if you pick the Seahawks to beat the Niners which I think will happen and that came true and then give me teams like the Saints and the Falcons um, you know let us down but it's part of the beast that's live radio for you well, the, the the other thing that goes along with that is 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 this week's power rankings which I've only I've just finished doing Steve so I guess they'll be available tonight or tomorrow yeah um, but trying to work out the top six teams on this week's power rankings has probably been the hardest the hardest ever. Yeah, what do you do with the Buffalo Bills as well? Because I've seen they're after dropping out. So I had them winning this game, but then who did they lose against? Miami or something? Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just been it's, it's been, it's been really difficult. You know, the, the Saints were number one in the power rankings going into la, last weekend. Yeah. And, and they were terrible, absolutely terrible against a one-win Falcons team. It's nuts. And uh, their, their head coach came out and said for the Falcons that it was one of the best wins that they've ever had, um, particularly against the Saints. And you're kind of thinking, like, your season is in the toilet. <laughs> and this is what you come out with. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, how the standards have dropped. Like, this is a team who were, you know, always tipped for Super Bowl greatness. Um, so, yeah, long snaps. What do we do? Just a, it's like a slow clap a or slow, <laughs> slow motion. You have to slow the tape down. Yeah. So the, the, tape, the, the, the tape, the tape. says now I am okay. showing my age. There you go. So Peter is seventy-four. Um, so there it is we're going to be back next week and we're going to do a season breakdown we're going to break down how the season has gone so far hopefully have some very special guests on with me and Pete uh, to talk about the good the bad and the ugly of the season so far and maybe do a really quick um, roundup of how we see the following games going break down our opponents but until then and until next week and enjoy the week off folks because we're going to have a late one again when we face the Niners it's goodbye for this week goodbye